Hey marketers, if you want to get the latest news, trends, and insights in marketing, advertising, and tech, check out the Adweek Podcast Network. Learn from leading voices across media and marketing with original shows like Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, Marketing Vanguard, and Tech Magic with Kathy Hackle. Start listening now by searching Adweek wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, a show where we discuss trends, marketing, pop culture, and turning yourself into a Funko Pop. I'm Rebecca Stewart, Europe Brand Editor for Adweek, and as ever, I'm joined by Liz Corona, who is our Community Editor. How are you doing, Liz? I'm doing well, my friend. How are you doing? Good. I feel like a second COVID spike is on the way, though. Oh, my gosh. We are, we've are we all fallen ill. And I was worried about today's episode, whether we'd make it, but we're here. We're recovering. We're this here. is good. We're here, and we are joined by Dave Beret, who is VP of Pop Yourself and Retail at Funko. How are you today, Dave? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, and our listeners can't see, but you have a whole wall of Funkos behind your wall, which we're going to get into a little bit later. Um, but, you know, you're launching a new product and we're going to talk a bit about that. But I'm just keen to, you know, hear a little bit more about the business and how you kind of market it. Because when I was reading about Funko, um, I read a quote somewhere, I think it was from the CEO, and, you know, you guys described yourself as a pop culture company, not a toy company. Can you elaborate a little bit about what that means and how it impacts your marketing? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we're, we're in the business of connecting fans to fandoms. That's ultimately what we do. We connect uh, fans to things that they love, and they get to share in that through community. And that's so much bigger than any of the products that we make, whether it's the figure, the pop figures we're known for, whether it's the bags in Loungefly, it's about connecting uh, fans to fandoms. And ultimately, that's what we focus on. And that's how we focus our marketing and why our community is so important. Um, but that's and that's what we're in the business of. And, you know, you mentioned fandom there, like for people that don't know, you know, maybe in, in the UK or, or Europe that are listening right now, Funkos are those little toys that you see everywhere with the, the big heads and the small bodies. And they kind of cover everything from like Harry Potter um, and beyond. Can you talk about what some of the most popular ones are? Yeah, so we, we hold over uh, a thousand active licenses. So we when we say we have something for everyone, we, we truly um, do have something for everyone. But Obviously, the big studios are always popular. We're releasing items around um, big uh, content releases, and that's a that's a piece of what we do. But it, we're also about nostalgia. So going back to the the '90s and the early 2000s are super popular. We just released High School Musical uh, pops, which are are really fun. So it just doesn't have to be what's necessarily new and, and current. It's it's connecting people with what they love and what they love and and what makes them up who they are um, span can span years. And for us to be able to tap into that from a product standpoint really gives us an endless opportunity to create, um, fun items. That's so great. And Dave, I have to pick your brain about some of these like hot items, because as you know, as we were talking about this before the call, like I have my own wall lined with Funko Pops here because my husband is a really big collector. It makes for great gifts like Father's Day, you know, birthday. That's like the best part also of, of your product. Um, there's a few hot items. And I know this from searching like the Carmelo Anthony one. Al and I were just talking about this. He's our recent cover star, which everybody should check out the story by um, our very own Leslie. But Carmelo, that 
Funko Pop is like crazy money and it's just hard to find. I've tried like everywhere. So what do you what do you do in those cases? Like what what is the chatter internally when you get like all of a sudden these Funko Pops like just come to the top and hard to get? Well, that's I mean, that that's a key part of our business model too. what you're hitting on that we don't. We don't rep- we don't produce every item and just keep an endless run of that. I mean, we, we are to the collectible side of what we do. Um, we've gotten really good at making sure that we do create that scarcity appropriately that d- that drives some of that second market, um, you know, chatter that you're talking about. The other thing that we've done over the last um, few years is is we've entered into an official partnership with eBay are because of how big the secondary market is and how can we participate in that uh, conversation uh, authentically but the on the Carmel Carmelo example I just went and got a Kobe pop which was which is also not easy to find I mean that that's a part of that's a part of what the business model is too and and although we don't you know it's not a uh, a part of our like core revenue. It's a core part of like what keeps our community and keeps our business relevant um, is that people can still go find these items that we produced five, 10 years ago, or something that we, um, you know, dropped uh, at fun days at San Diego Comic-Con that is is a very hard ticket to get, um, that th- those items can still be accessible through secondary market platforms. I love that. And you know what, that's really smart business decision, because that's, you know, resale is so hot now, too. And so that that I had a bunch of other questions, but actually I have a follow up question to that. So you said you have a partnership with eBay. What about like other um, third party sellers like Amazon or, or anyone like that? Like, do you guys are if that partnership isn't existing already? Is that something else you're looking at as well? Yeah, well, I mean, primarily we're focused on eBay, but we have, I mean, the other uh, just piece of our business is we have a huge distribution network. And, and part of what makes up uh, a good percentage of our revenue is the comic book shops, the the, the third party sellers, you know, on, on Amazon. Um, so that's while we don't we don't uh, necessarily engage with that, like directly from a marketing standpoint or in the moment standpoint, as far as like who we sell to, how we do our distribution, they're a big part of our business. So we're definitely engaged from that standpoint. But from a partnership standpoint, um, eBay is the focus right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, com- coming up, you're launching uh, a new kind of product or offering, um, and that is Pop Yourself. You know, like for years, people can make kind of like little figures of, or they can buy little figures, sorry, of anything and everything, but now you can make your own and personalize it, which is so exciting. Can you talk a little bit about that, Dave, and, and what it is? Yeah, it's 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 crazy exciting. So we, like I said up front, we connect fans to fandoms. That's what we're in the business of. And if you're a fan and you're connected to these fandoms, that's great. And we get to participate in that. And that's where Funko lives today. But that's only a piece of what makes people people. And now we get to participate in other areas of life, whether you're, um, you know, making a pop just of yourself, whether, you know, you're getting engaged, whether you're getting, you know, having a wedding, whether you're having a new baby, like all these different life moments now come into play in pop format. And we think mm-hmm. that the 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 opportunity here is is really big, and it's it's just a it's a it's a whole new way to expand the plat uh, pop platform for us. Um, so we're super excited about the potential of this. Mm-hmm. And you know, previously you could do this in you know in Washington, your flagship store, and in LA. 
Um, but now it's an experience that's coming online. Like what's driven that decision? Yeah, well, it, it's it's highly successful in our stores. Um, it it uh, is the number one item by far. We've quoted that it makes up over 20% of the um, total store sales in a, in a you know pretty small footprint. If you bend our stores, you know the 40,000 square foot immersive experience that like a Hollywood is, um, that's a pretty impactful number. So we're we're encouraged by how fans have received it uh, first and foremost. And then um, obviously the, the biggest question we get is the accessibility of it. It's it's just not everyone can make it to Hollywood or Everett. Um, so we wanted to make the item that was the most desirable for fans to be accessible. How do we do that? Um, uh, we bring it to Funko.com, which brings in a, a whole host of complexities, knowing that a lot of these, in theory, are one of one uh, that are going out the door. Um, so a lot of the work over the last year has been on the fulfillment side of this so we can deliver um, a great experience for fans. Not only that are they able to get this item, but they're they're able to get it in a way that that you know Funko wants fans to receive it. So we're yeah, we're excited. I love that and great insight, Dave. I mean, I I feel like that's such a good experience. And also, this brings us to our next part that we were able to experience <laughs> ourselves before this episode. So for our listeners, and thank you, Dave and team, for making this happen. But we got to test this out ourselves and personalize our own Funko Pops. And I have so many thoughts, um, Rebecca. I know yours isn't to you yet in the UK, <laughs> and we'll unbox mine in a second. But I want to talk about the experience because that's really what you just touched on Dave and Bex I want to hear about how it went for you but for me it was so exciting so fun I had a lot of work to do and then once I saw the Funko Pop instructions come through I'm like this is priority let me get this done <laughs> um, because it was so much fun and just so you know I brought like my family into it like my mother-in-law was there my parents you know my sister <laughs> were all crowding around the laptop and we're picking I was like oh this accessory or this color oh no your hair looks like this so it was just like a, a really fun experience to design it um Rebecca, what about what was it like for you? Yeah, I think I thought about mine too much. I, I'd done it a, a couple of times because I was like, what top represents me? What accessory do I need? Do I need a cape? Should I add a dog, even though I don't have one? Um, but yeah, ultimately, I went with a kind of uh, working mum look, I'd say. So I have my laptop in one hand and a glass of wine in the other. I, I love the little accessories. I, I thought it was so fun and cute. I can't wait to see mine. Yeah, yours was fun. And I love and Dave, just so you know what the chatter was like when we were all, you know, in our slack, it was Rebecca, Al, who was our producer and I, um, Rebecca, said, I'm sorry, Bex, I'm just gonna, it was her on her way to work, laptop in one hand, wine bottle in the other. And it's just, it's so great. It's like, great. you can really have fun and like, have a sense of humor. Like, and is that something that you guys took into consideration when it came to just even the experience part? Oh, absolutely. We, we've also in addition to the fulfillment, we've been hyper focused on the tech behind this too so the actual build experience so um that we're really excited about where that's uh gotten to and and what we're going to be bringing when this is in market what you're going to be able to do on your mobile phone um super uh intuitive and to to what you were saying just fun like we think that that people like doing this uh you know this activity together so we're, we're excited about the tech we're going to continue to evolve it as we you know, have plans for the future of what the line's going to be. So it's going to continue to get better. Um, but it's definitely a point of uh, point of emphasis. Um, and to the to the, you know, accessory comment, like to the item creation behind this, 
uh, it's so much fun. And it's, it's almost endless because it's, it's people and how they experience life. And while we have a lot of options, we're going to continue to add because there's a lot that, you know, we don't have today. And it's just so fun to be in those meetings, you know, when you're figuring out what are we going to develop around this line? We're, uh, you know, we're listening to fans, we're listening to employees. We obviously all have our own interests. So it's the, the complete experience has been super fun to be a part of. I love that. And the the accessories were so fun. And I think this is a good time for the unveiling of my Funko Pop, which I will <laughs> we will walk listeners through. But um, and we'll do a, a live unboxing now. But I just want to point out just from the experience. Right. So it's, it was already fun designing it. But I have to say, even the packaging, like I open it up. The first thing I see, it says you are one of one. There are millions of ways to create a pop, but only one you. And that's like, you know, just thinking through all the clear consumer touch points. And that really gets the message across. So Hats off to your team for that. And here's my Funko Pop, which oh, I will so describe. <laughs> um, says Loose Corona on the front. And I, you have my short black hair, um, my staple hoodie and sneakers outfit. I opted out. I changed my outfit like five times when I was designing <laughs> this. And I opted away from the blazer, went for a hoodie and a cape because as a mom, I feel like we all wear capes, invisible Absolutely. capes. And 100%. right. And. Uh, a little puggle accessory for our little chunky dog that we have. And I will say the last part, the accessory was I was torn between a sushi tray and a cup of coffee. Opted for the coffee. That's usually what I have in hand anyway. So thank you, Funko Pop team, for this lovely experience. Yeah, that's great. I love it. Do you guys it, like it? Yeah, it looks nice. Yeah, so it's kill. Cool. <laughs> nice. I like that you put a lot of thought into it, Liz. Thank you. Too much thought, one would say. But uh, I think that's the point of it. But yeah, Bex, you had a question? Yeah, Dave, I was just going to ask, you know, you mentioned like that you're going to keep adding to the accessories and, you know, adding to the experience. Like obviously a huge part of Funko's kind of business is licensing. Like, is there an opportunity for kind of brand partnerships and stuff to pop up through this? Because I was thinking, right, just now I'm obsessed with my unique little crossbody bag. Like I never have it off. It's like a, it's like a TikTok made me buy it. I got on the hype. I would, would love to like put one on my Funko. <laughs> So yeah, I'm just it's just a kind of yeah question for down the line, I guess. But could you see that yeah. happening? Uh, yes, it is happening. Uh, we can't talk about exactly what's happening now, but likely um, in 2024, you'll see more of that in the market. And and obviously with the, what we currently do and where our business model is, like we we're gonna we're gonna be in licensing. We want to do it in an authentic way. Um, that, that, you know, it is seen through the eyes of people, which is what this whole line is. So like, how would you express if you're a certain, you know, I'm a, I'm a sports fan. So if I like the Chicago Cubs, how would I express that in my pop form is probably in a jersey or a hat or, you know, a ball and a bat or something like that. But yeah, we're, we're, we're looking at all that. We're looking at, um, you know, how it can be distributed to, I mean, we're looking at an e-commerce uh, uh, first and foremost, but we think that this brand is right for, you know, pop-up experiences it kind of brings in the the collectability and, and um, limited time offering product. You, you know, you tie that with a, you know, a collab or a license. I think that gets super interesting. So we're thinking not just through the the item piece, who we're partnering with, but how fans are actually getting it um, from a distribution standpoint. So we got a lot of ideas on the table. Um, this fall, we're really going to be focused on the e-commerce piece, but 
um, pretty soon in um, 2024, you'll start to see more of this in the market. It's going to be a key part of what we do going forward. Mm -hmm. Cool. We'll watch this space. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, we'll all be on the pop yourself page a lot, probably (laughs) once that really fully rolls out this month. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So we have... We have a, a few more questions, but I think this is a good time to break. I'll probably go play with my Funko Pop a little bit, and we'll be right back. And we're back with Dave from Funko Pop. So, Dave, another question. We had a lot of fun with the the Pop Yourself, um, but now in terms of sales. So, post-pandemic, how has the business grown its DTC sales? Like, how is it driving people to buy direct now? Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's been one of the most important, um, certainly, pillars that we've invested in as a company, and I think continue to will be in the future. I mean, ultimately, Funko.com currently is the one-stop shop for all things uh, Funko. And, and I think that's, we've spent a lot of time getting to this point over the last uh, two years. Um, so we're really excited about where the assortment is and like what fans can expect um, being kind of the first place you would look for uh, a product. And obviously, uh, with all that comes the the controlled experience. Obviously, you're coming into our website. We can control like how items are sent out and all, all the things um, we've also invested uh, you know, heavily from a tech standpoint on our back end to ensure that we are delivering the best uh, consumer experience. Obviously, we have a lot of popular uh, drops. We do our Comic Cons. Um, how do we handle surges of crowds? Is that a good experience for fans? And I think we've really gotten dialed in um, to, to that piece. Uh, I, you know, these are collectible items, how they arrive to consumers, really, really dialed into the. Um, the distribution side, how quickly we're getting out items, making sure that they're not arriving damaged. I think we've made a lot of progress on that front. And then the other piece that I think is super fun on the, and that we're going to continue to invest in on the DTC side is the experience. So we, um, we, well, we have our two stores currently and they continue to do uh, exceptionally well. And we think that there's other ways in the future to bring uh, ideas like that to life in the market that we're actively uh, exploring because they, again, continue to resonate um, with fans. And also to what I was saying about pop yourself and the pop up experiences, you know, what we've done with our events and how we can create mobile uh, immersive experiences where people can purchase uh, part pieces or parts of our uh uh, portfolio like a San Diego Comic Con was um, uh, a whole town. It was a Funkoville. You walk, you, you were, it was on the show floor, but you stepped off the show floor into this world of Funko. And I think as we think about how people purchase product from us uh, in the future, I think we're looking at all avenues on how they do it. How can we bring the fun into you know purchasing products so it's not just a transactional experience? Is is super important to us? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. Sorry, Bex, I have a question because I actually I just remembered I have a, another Funko Pop memory and that is um, because you just talked about uh, activations. But I over Christmas time, you know, we did the whole New York City trip with my son and we went to FAO Schwartz and there was a pop yourself activation there. And it was it was super fun for kids to just kind of create like these little almost monster figures. And it was just I remember capturing it and it, it made for a fun time. And I just wonder, is that like 
one of the tactics that you're executing for these younger generations? Because you have the, I feel like you have the kid adult audience like yeah. locked in. You have people like us, millennials like us that love doing this, you know, but these younger generations, is that a tactic that you're employing to kind of reach them and pave the way? Yeah, I, that's a great question. I think one of the things I didn't hit on for Pop Yourself that we're super excited about, I mean, our core demographic is millennial, 25 to 45, skew, uh, skew a little bit male, um, that's our sweet spot. That's, that's our community. Um, as we think about broadening our consumer set, we think pop yourself is a huge opportunity from a gift giving standpoint, from, a uh, activating a, a younger audience within Gen Z. So we're, we're really excited about that. We're also really excited to what you were, you were talking about, um, they're not really talking about what we're talking about is uh bitty pop, which is a new line of mini collectibles that came in, came into the market earlier this spring. And we think that that it, we've seen a fantastic results uh, thus far. We think that's a huge, you know, uh, recruitment tool into the brand as we start to think about new consumers. And that's something we're actively thinking about. How can we do that in a way that's authentic, not alienating our fan bases and in any way, but between pop yourself and, you know, broadening that audience and coming up with new lines and expression points in the pop brand like Biddy Pop um, is going to be hugely important to make sure that we continue not just grow our fan base, but going out and getting the fan who will stay with us for decades. Um, Cause we know, we know, again, when you get to the kid standpoint, we know that, you know, that's our sweet spot. So how can we get them in, in sooner um, and create that longer lifetime value? Yeah. It's quite a unique challenge for, for a brand to have, I guess, because you're straddling like Gen Alpha, yeah. Gen Z, Millennial. Um, it's so interesting. And I, I find Funko super interesting because you are such a unique brand. Like there's no kind of other brand like you in this space. And you're 25 next year, which I did not know. Can you talk me through the kind of 25th birthday celebrations you've got planned, the anniversary celebrations? Yeah, so we're, we're, we've are we're we've kicked that off and we're celebrating as you would expect through Funko. It shows up in unique ways in our events and it will continue uh, for the remainder of the year. We also have a series of items. We've gone back to the original uh, pop sculpts, which are a little bit different than today. Um, and we've created th this year one uh, vault line, uh, which we release one a month. They, co they actually come in a package that looks like a vault. It comes with um, uh, a pin and some other things. So it's not just the pop uh, with special packaging. So we're, we're certainly selling celebrating the 25th um, through items, which is, is who we are. Um, and you know, so I share a wall down here in, um, San Diego with Mike Becker, who is our founder and he's, he's still with the company. Um, and he's got, he's got some fun plans for, uh, the rest of the year and how, from a fan engagement standpoint of how we can continue to celebrate, uh, the 25th, uh, anniversary. The other couple of things, you know, we, we did earlier this year, we went on tour for the first time that was in the spirit of 25, uh, years. So there's been other just marketing pulse points that we've done throughout the year, but it's super fun. Like we're, we're 25 and it, 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 in many ways feels like, we're just getting started. I mean, with 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 pop, pop yourself coming in with how we can continue to innovate the uh, pop brand. The pop brand brand is a platform, um, and there's so many different ways that it, it can and will take uh, form. That's not just these items that you purchase. We have the video game coming out uh, next year, so we're 
you know, it's, it's a celebration of looking back as much as it, as it is looking forward. That's so great. And what a great way to ring in 25. I mean, we just had Chips Ahoy on the show celebrating their 68th anniversary, like, uh, you know, a few weeks ago. And they had a Chips Ahoy yacht. So you never know what, what these anniversaries will look <laughs> yeah. like. You know, maybe you guys will have a yacht in a couple of years. We'll see. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't see that. I love Chips Ahoy. Yeah, I know. Song, it was yeah. great. Yeah, we yeah, definitely all ate Chips Ahoy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, Dave, this was so much fun. Um, and thank you so much for you and your team giving us the opportunity to try this new product offering out. We'll definitely be sharing on our social channels and um, sharing with listeners on how to access later on this month. But uh, thank you so much for joining us. This was so great. Yeah, thank you for having That's me. Safe. Yeah. Thanks. And thank you, Bex, for being lovely and hilarious as always. Uh, I can't wait for the world to see your Funko Pop. Because <laughs> it yeah, made it's going to have a, a big debut. Yeah. <laughs> big debut. It. Um, so yes thank you listeners be sure to check out the pop yourself offering by funko soon and we will see you next week thanks thank you for listening to yeah that's probably an ad part of the ad week podcast network and acast creator network this podcast was produced by me al manorino executive produced by chris aarons and john heil and edited by lane mcgiveney at boutwell studios you can listen and subscribe to all of Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcast. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.